Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 19th. In today's news, what we know about yesterday's Amtrak derailment, why Trump's meeting with the Mueller team may ratchet up tensions, and what's in the president's national security strategy. But first, the big idea. Why does a Louisiana GOP senator keep bringing down Trump judicial nominees? John Neely Kennedy, a freshman Republican senator from Louisiana, complained just a couple weeks ago that the White House was ignoring his concerns about the subpar quality of President Trump's judicial nominees. He told reporters, quote, it's like talking to the wind. Well, now that he's helped torpedo three of those would-be judges in just the past week, they're paying attention. Trump himself called up Kennedy on Saturday after a video went viral of the senator humiliating his pick for a district court judgeship. During a confirmation hearing, Kennedy pressed Matthew Spencer Peterson, who's currently the chairman of the Federal Election Commission, on his lack of relevant experience. He stumped him with a series of pretty basic legal questions. On Monday, the White House withdrew Peterson's nomination. Bowing to opposition from Kennedy and Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, Trump also withdrew two of his nominees for district court judgeships late last week. What's Kennedy's play here? His spokeswoman told me that he wasn't available for an interview on Monday, so I asked several plugged-in observers in Louisiana and Washington why he's doing this. The consensus is that there are three factors at play. First, Kennedy probably wants to run for governor in 2019, and he thinks this may help him. Yes, Trump is popular in Louisiana, but he's running against an incumbent Democratic governor, and he needs to find a way to appeal to independent voters. This is an easy slam dunk issue to do that. Second, Kennedy is a former Democrat, and he has lots of trial lawyer friends. That makes him more amenable to the plaintiff's bar, which wants less ideological judges. And third, he's mad that he hasn't been properly consulted. Kennedy has fumed that the White House has put up judges from his state without consulting him first, and his first choice for U.S. attorney apparently didn't get picked. Bigger picture, the most consequential legacy of Trump's first year will be packing the courts. Republicans have literally changed the rules of the Senate and broken with century-old precedents to ram through a record number of judges. The failure of three nominees in a week may slow the breakneck pace and deter this administration from sending over so many controversial picks with so little courtroom experience. At the very least, the guys Trump is putting up for these crucial posts might start preparing a little more earnestly and boning up on the kind of basic legal knowledge you're supposed to learn during the first year of law school. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, At least three people were killed when an Amtrak train derailed in Washington state, spilling onto a busy highway and leaving some rail cars dangling in midair. Officials estimate that a hundred others were injured. Authorities still don't know what caused the crash. But Trump immediately took to Twitter to criticize, quote, crumbling railways. He suggested the accident could have been prevented by an infrastructure plan, a plan he's not actually proposed. But Trump's proposed budget, Blueprint, actually slashes federal aid for the nation's rail system and long-distance Amtrak routes. His proposal earlier this year called for a $630 million reduction in subsidies for certain Amtrak routes. It also severely limits funds to help expand existing lines and to build new ones. 
Also, contrary to Trump's tweet, the accident did not actually happen on a crumbling railway, but rather on a brand new section of track. The Associated Press reports that the track in question had just been upgraded as part of a $181 million project for a new, faster route. Number two, as White House lawyers prepare to meet with special counsel Robert Mueller's team, they're seeking assurances that Trump will soon be cleared in the sprawling Russia investigation. Insiders, though, say such assurances are unlikely. According to a new Washington Post report, people with knowledge of the investigation say it could last at least another year. Yes, another year. Members of Mueller's team have told others that they expect to be working through 2018 at a minimum. Legal experts note that Mueller has no incentive to clear Trump or other senior advisors while he's seeking more information from witnesses. The outcome of this week's sit-down between Mueller and Trump's legal team could deepen tensions between the special counsel and an increasingly frustrated Trump. This is all happening as Trump supporters question Mueller's credibility, and Democrats express growing fears that the president may seek to fire the special counsel, perhaps during the Christmas holiday. Number three. Trump outlined his national security strategy in a speech yesterday, declaring his, quote, America first doctrine to be the organizing principle for U.S. foreign engagement. He also warned of a, quote, great power competition with China and Russia. The release of a national security strategy is typically a pretty low-key affair, and Trump may be the only U.S. president ever to have presented the plan with a big speech. Meanwhile, Vice President Pence has now postponed a planned trip to Egypt and Israel, He cited a need to stay in D.C. to preside over the passage of tax legislation, but Republicans have the votes. They don't need him to stay. The real reason that he's postponing the trip is the uproar in the Middle East following Trump's decision to formally recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 19th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 